Episode 7 of the BTB Project. Today's guest is one of the most profound distance and track and field runners ever from the state of Wisconsin. He ran at Wisconsin Lutheran between 2003 and 2006, where he was team captain, MVP, and two-time state champion. In 2006, he was the state champion in the 1600 and the 3200, respectfully. After high school, he went on to run for the University of Wisconsin, where he contributed to the team's Big Ten Conference Championship. In 2022, he was inducted into the Wisconsin Track and Field Hall of Fame. David Petty, welcome to the BTB Project. Welcome to the BTB Project, designed to empower listeners to identify their why and to live their best lives no matter the circumstances. My name is Coleman Gerhardt, a former athlete and motivational coach. I've had the opportunity to inspire thousands through my story and help accomplish what they are built to be. You'll be encouraged by each and every episode, and let's get into it. Yeah, when I blow up, I'm a so high like Peter Pan. In real life, be living all my dreams. If I'm waking up, it's in a foreign land. David, welcome to the BTB Project. I am grateful to have you. How are you doing today? Doing well, good, sir. Thank you for having me on B2B. No, absolutely. It uh, has been quite a journey for both you and I, and I'd love to let the listeners in to how we really got here in the first place. Right. So, you know, came across each other at a, at a training for a company that we were both working for. And I remember getting on the plane and going to Dublin, Ohio and getting into a training room. And I saw a guy come in a few minutes late who uh, dressed pretty nice and had the hairdo and I'm like, Oh, it looks like a pretty cool guy. And, you know, all of a sudden, uh, there was a seat next to me that was open and you sat down and I just remember to the right. Yes. I was, I was sitting to the right of you. <laughs> I, 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 yep. I remember. I just remember you sitting down and, you know, at the time I was, I was actually kind of bummed out cause you know, leaving, leaving my family and I know you're a family man too. And we'll, we'll get into that in, in today's episode, but I just uh, remember, you know, thinking about being bummed that I was going to be missing one of my son's races. You know, my son runs cross country and track and, you know, as, as husbands and and fathers, we got to go and we got to work. And I had this training and you sat next to me and I just remember seeing this, this big ring on your hand. Like it looked like a, a Mr. T starter kit, you know, like totally, <laughs> totally blinged out. Right. And I looked closer at it and I could, I could see a, a W on it. And I recognized that W because from my, my tennis life, uh, I knew that you were a Wisconsin Badger and it looked like you accomplished something pretty cool. So I would love to start there. Can you tell me a little bit about why you were wearing that ring and maybe the history behind it? Yeah, 
that was a a ring from I it was a Big Ten championship ring. Yes, I I competed for the Badgers in track and field, and that was for our track and field championship 2008. So when we had met, it was quite a few years later. I, actually, it's half my life ago, so I feel a little weird wearing. I, I wear it because it's a good reminder of, I guess, a couple things. One, what I've done and, and where I'm at now. I got to admit, I used to not wear it because, like you said, it, it's noticeable. It's it's big. It looks like a mini Super Bowl <laughs> ring. It, it's gaudy. It, right. it is. But a lot of the... A lot of my mentors and people I look up to have suggested to wear it for a few reasons. You know, it's a good talking piece, which yeah. maybe got us talking. But I guess just remembering, you know, what went into that. Now, you know, I didn't have the greatest, you know, most prolific college career. But in order to be in a spot to, to earn something like that, you know, it is earned. Yeah. And so everyone in my life says, David, you should wear it because it's not like something that's just handed out. You know, it's something that you worked hard for. You had goals you achieved and, and learned from. Despite, you know, maybe lackluster college career, it still means a lot because of the lessons that went into it, the, mm. the, the time management and grind. And so I, I wear it occasionally because, yes, it may be a talking piece, but it also lets people into a little bit of my past while letting them know some of the lessons that I learned along the way. And Yes, it, it may be big and gaudy, but I think the lessons and talking points that I can share with other people are worth it. So that's awesome. I mean, reminder. what a yeah. what a tremendous uh, kind of testament of of who you are as a person. You know, there's so much to take away. With we were even talking about this before we hopped on today. Is you know falling in love with process over the accomplishment, right? And you being able to to resonate with the hard work that you put in to be a part of that of that victory, I think is really cool. And I'd love for you to maybe dig a little bit deeper. You know, I took away that piece where you said you had a mentor or, or a couple of folks speaking into you that said, "Hey, you know, you you might have felt insecure wearing it sometimes, or or you felt like you know it was so long ago you didn't want to wear it anymore." Can you maybe talk about? those mentors, maybe, you know, how they've impacted your life and, you know, how did they, uh, you know, give you the, the trust enough in yourself to want to wear that and wear that ring proudly today? Yeah. I would say being able to mentor people and be mentored is if you're not there, get there. <laughs> it's a good tip for the listeners. Have, find a mentor. Yeah. Right. Find a mentor. You know, it, whether it's business related or life related, definitely find a mentor, something, someone who may be a little bit more senior, you know, live through things and want to give back, find someone who has lived through stuff and is willing to share and, and help you be better. So um, yeah, that's the initial lesson. As, as far as what mentors have said, I learned early on from my high school coach, the lesson of humility it happened because early early in my running career, specifically my freshman year of high school, I had very good success. I was cocky, very cocky. And in in being cocky, I lost friends and maybe some trust of people, maybe even teammates, I don't know. But my coach pulled me aside after a pretty tough workout 
and you know gave credit where credit was due he said you know i'm i'm doing great i'm you know continue on but you know it's also lonely at the top and wouldn't it be even cooler to share that experience with teammates and have you know maybe not a individual championship but a team championship and so i think of mentors like you know one of my account execs now my my high school coach yeah um you know people from church where it's just they put things into perspective and especially, you know, at a young age, I'm grateful to have had those people in my sphere, but I, I learned the lesson of humility earlier. And so. And I want to jump. Yeah. Thing. I want to jump back into those lessons of humility. And I know you were, you were touching on okay. high school, but I want to go back to, to your childhood. I'm, I mean, as I, as I said in the intro, you are, one of the greatest runners to ever step foot in the state of Wisconsin. And I know that you don't like to talk about achievements and you, you like to talk about the process. I, I want you to, to walk us through your childhood and how running even came about. I mean, you know, I know we're going to dabble into, into your high school and, and collegiate career, but can you maybe tell me a little bit about how it all started for you? Yeah. Good question, man. I have not thought about, not many people ask about that. So that's very cool. I started running in, in fifth grade. Mm. I, I went to a parochial school that offered all types of sports and I was a kid that was active. So I, I tried basically everything. I did wrestling, pitched for softball, started basketball in third grade all types of intramural sports basically anything that was offered I, I tried out for so cross country was one of those uh, they allowed us to be in, start that in 5th grade so I did you know cross country in grade school from 5th to 8th grade it was just you know something I did basically in 5th and 6th grade and I started realizing maybe probably in 7th grade that I had some talent I didn't realize until eighth grade that I, I was good. Yeah. I, I, I didn't realize I was, I was good, good until eighth grade because I didn't, I trained very minimally what, you know, I basically, when we had PE classes, I did the, you know, mile and a half runs or whatever, but right. Every race I got into, I was winning. And so that's when it's kind of like, okay, now, did you have like, I mean, did you have friends that also <laughs> ran or were your parents involved in being like, hey, like, I want you to dabble into this sport or this sport? You know, what ultimately no. led you to in fifth grade start uh, start going after it? No, no pressure from parents. I, I Yeah, it was just like, again, a kid that was active and tried everything out. And then I think once I started winning races in eighth grade, do you remember the first race you won? Hmm. It was the first race of eighth grade year. I don't remember where it was, but there was another guy on my team. He went to a rival grade school from kindergarten through seventh grade, and then his last year, eighth grade, came over uh, for basketball purposes. Ah. Also was good at cross country, though. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Before the season, we're like, okay, I, you, I'll let you win this race, and then – I don't even know why that came a thing. Like I, like I won the first race and then I, I let him win the second race. 
<laughs> and then I won the third race, and then the, like the fourth race was the championship, and so we just said like whoever wins wins, and I won it. So I, yeah, I don't. I, I it's not like I even had friends like doing it. It's just again I was just super involved and realized that I you know probably have a God given talent here in about eighth grade when I just started to focus on like tra- training right and was was winning races. So yeah, it was just kind of a. Honestly, it was a God-given gift that just fell into my lap. I didn't. I I trained in eighth grade, but the success that I had kind of pointed me in the direction. Like, hey, you you should probably use this talent. <laughs> no, absolutely. And when you kind of realized that you had this gift in eighth grade, and we're looking ahead at you know running in high school, did you always have your eyes set on Wisconsin Lutheran or were there other schools that you were looking Ooh. at? I'd be curious to know, knowing you started to have some success and obviously the recruiting aspect that doesn't, shouldn't happen as much in high school, but I know it can happen amongst private schools. But when you made that decision to go run in high school, can you maybe tell me what led you to Wisconsin Lutheran and did you have any other options? Yeah. I I wish I could give like a cooler, <laughs> hey, this this David Petty guy was recruited. He was getting pulled. <laughs> no. Uh, I knew I was going to Wisco. I knew I yeah, was going to yeah. Wisconsin Lutheran it, because my, my grandpa went there when it was called Lutheran mm. High School. My mom went there. So I'm a third generation. I knew I was going there. Thankfully, they had a, a competent young coach who was an ex-Badger as well. There you go. A national championship. Uh, he won a national championship Wow! at the NCAA D1 level with the Badgers. Thankfully, came back home to Wisconsin Lutheran to uh, shepherd the sheep runners there. And I just so happened to be right timing. I, I knew I was going to Wisco at, in eighth grade year. And in fact, I remember specifically... So there's cross-country season where I knew, like, okay, I've got some talent. But then later they had a track, a grade school track race at the high school. And I won the mile for, I think, I won in seventh grade, so I won the mile the second year in a row. But I remember after the mile race, after I won, I went up to the coach. Coach, who I call coach. I went up to coach before he was my coach, and I said, I asked him, when does the cross country season start? <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. So I, I knew I was going to Wisco. I knew he was going to be my coach. He had heard about me and I'm sure he's just like, he either probably thought like, who is this kid? Or he was just super excited to be like, I have this kid who's got like some decent talent that I can mold. And we've got four years coming up. So So it's amazing to hear as an eighth grader, you having that confidence to just go up and be like, Hey, when's the start? I didn't realize it though. (laughs) I didn't realize that though. Cause I I've heard him tell this story like back. He he said it at like a end of the year, senior, you know, whatever, like end of the year, the team dinner or whatever. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that big of an issue, but my senior year, he said that and he was like, little did we know four years later, David would come to do this because he started off in eighth grade coming up to me after he won the mile saying, when's cross country season start coach. 
hearing that it, it's cool but like I never would have remembered that I wouldn't remember that if he wouldn't have said that but that's cool that you know just have that young eagerness you know yeah yeah and see it's unique for me because my only concept of running you know I I like to do it as a more of a therapeutic between the ears you know throw on a podcast or some music and get my 3.1 yeah. in and or training for tennis or training for tennis the cardio a good, mode, yes 100 yeah. percent. but what i've really started to resonate with which allowed me to again understand that ring on your finger back at that training session was the fact that you know my my son is loves running right and it's Caden. <laughs> it's, Mad shout out yes. you are doing a great job man I appreciate it. I'm grateful to even know of his name and have had talks. He is, he's, he's in good hands, man. I know his new coat, you and his God, good kid, good outlook. I'm so excited to see, man, two years from now, just imagine where two years from his success freshman year, not only what he does this year, but imagine two years from now. I mean, every I day I'm holding on to the handlebars and it so makes proud. it makes me think of, you know, that moment where you're talking <laughs> about the confidence that you had as a runner, right? So I don't he know if you should have that. Right, right? That's, that's right. That's right. And he, yeah, he should know this. I give him the blueprint <laughs> and he is better than I was at my, when I was, he is killing my freshman, killing the freshman marks. If he stays the straight and narrow keeps that focus and as long as he still desires and wants to do it and has fun with competing at that level he is going to do awesome awesome things i appreciate i I I appreciate it it. if we're we're talking about me in my you know we're talking about you no doubt but i i think what would be really neat and let's get and thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yes. But I want to get no. I want to get real here for a second because I don't know if you knew this piece about about my son and I want to kind of reflect it back towards you and and those moments to where you okay. found that you have this gift in running, right? I want to I want to go a little bit deeper yeah. than that that moment. I I want you to think back to and I'll I'll share my son's experiences what got him into running, right? So he was pretty big into lacrosse, but he was always a smaller guy, okay? So the BTB project I have shared and really the mission of what I'm doing is had these moments in life where people were kind of picking fun at the way that I looked or whatnot on the opposite end of what was going on with my son. My son was smaller and he's playing lacrosse and just kind of getting, you know, I can't get gain a pound if he wanted to. Yeah, exactly, man. Getting getting beat up on the field. And you know, he, he just never really, I mean, he enjoyed playing lacrosse, but he never, he never felt like because of, of his size that he was ever going to be good enough. And my, my wife found a, you know, cross training program through his middle school to start running and this was right around sixth mm-hmm. grade. I remember watching him run his first race. Okay. And yeah. it was a middle school race. And I saw this, this confidence, this, this presence to him 
that despite how he felt physically, he carried himself with so much confidence and passion and charisma that I knew that this was his calling. But when I'm talking the, about the before and the after, yeah, like the, yeah, he so, before the race, during the race, and after, it was just just you saw you the confidence. Sense it was his yeah, spot. Hundred percent. Yeah. And cool. you know, to be Very honest, cool. in order for him to get to that place, he had to experience a lot of discouragement, a lot of letdowns, a lot of bullying, a lot of insecurity and self doubt. Trying to find and listen, trying to find an identity in something. I mean, it is a challenge yeah. in today's day and age to, to grow up as a kid. So even more so. Yeah. And going back yeah. to going back to you, you know, I always call it, you know, scooping the coal into the, into the train. And that's what allows the train to propel. I Give want you fire, to, baby. yeah, I want you to talk about what made David Petty tick to get to that point of confidence to where you could go up to your soon to be high school coach and and have that confidence. What what were some of the coal scoops you had? Man. What a good question. Good frame too. I would say what kind of made up that situation is probably a little bit of excitement or curiosity and hey, how far can I take this cuz I'm good at it? Yeah. But you don't really know what that means, especially when you're 13 or 14 years old. You have success. You don't really know. I, You don't have the whole perspective of it. But the curiosity of that probably is what, what brought me there in the coals. I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. I don't know if that's how I was raised or my family dynamic, but... Were you a people pleaser no. because how you grew up? you felt like there was more negativity than positivity or did it feel good to, to be a people pleaser? There, there was, I, I don't know if it was like a defense mechanism in spite of the negativity. I don't think it was necessarily that. I think it was more of, um, it feels good to, to serve others and yeah. to make other people feel good. So I think that's more where it came from. Just, um, I mean, I, I was, I was raised in the church. Um, and I say that like, you know, at least knowing of, of Jesus and God, I mean, my grandparents and, and parents, at least, at least mom, uh, went, uh, went to church. So m- maybe it was a little bit of that. Maybe it was I, maybe a little pat up, pat myself on the back. I was just <laughs> a good boy. Y- yeah. You know, like I, I didn't, I didn't get into a lot of trouble. I just, yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's awesome. Now you should uh Yeah, it, running running probably kept you out of out of some trouble in some in some cases. <laughs> it, it 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 it's done a few things. It, it's probably gotten me into some trouble. It's definitely kept <laughs> me out of trouble and it's it's probably provided a little bit of cover for trouble as well. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of that. So let's, uh, let's, I mean, I, I, I yeah. wasn't a bad kid by any means. Um, yeah, no, not malicious with any intent. Um, uh, I, I would say, yeah, just chalk myself up to be a normal 
boy born in 87, you know, living through the 90s and, you know, going through high school and early 2000s. And let's go right back there to, to 2003. Um, you're, you're, you're a high school guy. Tell me, tell me about yep. the, the transition from finding this gift and running as an eighth grader and your, your freshman and sophomore year at Wisconsin Lutheran. Man. Well, eighth grade is when I realized I had a talent. Ninth grade is when it was put into practice. Kind of continuing the timeline of your of your running development and your development as a teenager and your confidence, you know, going into freshman and sophomore year at Wisconsin Lutheran. How was that transition for you? And, you know, what were some of maybe the challenges that you had or success that you had as you were progressing into high school running? Yeah, eighth grade, it it just kind of was a realization like, hey, you've got a God-given talent here. Freshman year, I just, I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. Obviously, I was amped to join the team. I, you know, talked to the coach ahead of time, but, you know, there was a, we had a senior captain, a couple juniors who have been on the team, a couple soft, you know, everyone who's made varsity beforehand. I made varsity my freshman year, and I don't know. I think, like, the the first three to four races, I finished, like, second to third on the team, somewhere around there. Was um, it hard on the upperclassmen to have a freshman come in like you and finish? Were you reading my mind, man? Because I was just going to say <laughs> – were you offending? And, and were you he, offending the upperclassmen? Look, I I didn't realize it. I didn't intend to. I was like, "Hey, we're I we're a team." So, the first race, it was like the the fourth or fifth race of the season, just a regular season meet. But I, I did, I placed first for our team. I beat our senior captain. I think it might have been at, at Ripon College, actually. And what freaked me out is I saw his reaction at the end. And he just screamed. Ah! <laughs> ah! And he went like this. And, and he, he it, we talked, we have a great relationship, uh, Brad Cook. He initially, you know, as a senior to be beaten by, it was nothing against me. It was just, uh, I don't know if it was a pride check or whatever, but he came back to me and said, you know, yeah, it sucks that, you know, I got beat, but dude, you're my teammate. And so let's, let's do this thing. It, it was, yeah. And I don't blame him, dude. Imagine you going through and you're like, dedicate your time freshman year, sophomore year, junior year. And now you're a senior and, and, and you're the captain of a team to be beat by a freshman. Not that I was even like a cocky or, but yeah. just, you know, just that, I mean, put yourself in those shoes. I can imagine it'd be hard, but he was, he was so resilient. He changed his, his tune so quick. I, I don't I did not take offense at all. I, at my young age, I was I thought he was hurt. I actually I thought he like pulled a hamstring or something. <laughs> but he he quickly he told me he, he said sorry, and I was like, dude, I don't even know why you're saying sorry. He said sorry for his reactions, and then it was just I think that bonded us even closer. So I think the next race actually was conference our conference championship. I I was still a freshman. Someone ended up winning. I got I I placed second. He placed third, uh, a junior placed fourth. So, I mean, we were, it, it was a good team effort. 
the transition. Once I found out and I was beating seniors, th- I never looked back. I, I never looked back. My sophomore year, I was winning races. I, I actually won our sectional meet, which is all your normal reg- regular season races, your conference championships, and then you got sectionals to go to state. Actually, let me backtrack because you were talking about some of the hurdles and stuff. So freshman year, I, I did have great success, but I missed state as a freshman because I got out-leaned. I got someone out-leaned me at the line. I wow. I missed the extra. So I placed ninth, and I think <laughs> it's the – so I, I think they take the top five individuals okay. without a team and then the top – the top two teams. And so where, where the cutoff was is that eighth person was the, like the last individual. So I, I got out lean for that last spot at state by 0.8 seconds, 0.8. Oh my goodness. That's in cross country. Fast forward. I'm a freshman. I played, I played basketball from third grade through eighth grade. I love basketball is my favorite. I love to watch basketball. I love to play basketball. I probably maybe like to watch football more. I don't know. We're kind of in March Madness now. I'm seeing, so. seeing all I your Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks post. I mean, you're a basketball hey, fan. <laughs> it, it's, it's good. It's a, it's a good time to be a Bucks fan. But no, so I missed state by 0.8 seconds in cross country in, in fall my freshman year. I went out for the basketball team, made it. So I was not running in the winter. Mm. And then come track season, I qualified for the two mile, I missed the extra qualifier by exactly one second. The extra qualifier ran a 940.8. I ran a 941.8 as a freshman. So, wow. yes, I had success as a freshman early, but to miss a cross-country state championship by 0.8 seconds in cross-country and then exactly a second for track in a two mile, laser focus, man. I crushed that summer mileage, that base. I came out. I won sectionals for cross country my sophomore year. Qualified for state in the two mile. Ended up getting on the podium as a sophomore. I don't remember the time, but, yeah, got on the podium at state. You know, from eighth grade, I basically – eighth grade, I basically went from, hey, realizing you've got some talent to freshman year, trying to figure it out, having some success, falling short when it actually mattered, and then to sophomore year, cross co- I mean, I made the podium. I got fifth or sixth at state in cross country and then okay. sixth at in the two miles. So wow. pretty quick turnaround. Yes. Uh, eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade to sophomore year. So you played one season of basketball and then that was it? Just one. <laughs> Just one. I did. Sophomore year after cross country, I I made state. I got what position? There. What position were you? Uh like a like a two guard, like shooting guard. Nice. I was tiny. I I never uh, I never led the ball down. Never was a, a point guard. Typically typically a, a two. Okay. Shooting was like the three pointer. Pretty good handles. Good good speed. Never got tired, man. Never got tired. I was running down playing defense, getting down on offense, tiring out defenders. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't play a lot. I did not play a lot. It, it, if I could go back and, 
If I knew what I knew now, I would not have gone off for freshman basketball, and I guarantee I would have made that state, uh, that team I was freshman year. I guarantee it. But hey, lessons learned, yes. and I, I wouldn't, I, you know, what? if that wouldn't have happened, I maybe wouldn't have had the same grind, and maybe I wouldn't have been yes. there my junior and senior year or where I'm at. So and that's where I want to go. Is what it is. That's where I want to go next. Yep. Is is listen, you, you type in David Petty in the Google search. And you can find Don't. very, <laughs> maybe not, yeah, but may, maybe not, it. but but when it comes to your running, 2005 and 2006 were very special years for you. And you did some things, not only individually, but as a team that were borderline remarkable. I would love for you to walk us through those two years and... Also, too, share about what you did in the 1600 and the 3200. What you remember from that time in your life. I guess pulling it back from what I had said earlier with my coach saying, David, it's lonely at the top. Yeah, you're you're awesome. You're doing awesome. But when you want to have your team there. Basically, Wisconsin Lutheran Cross Country, I don't think had made a state championship for – the WIAA cross country championships ever until 2005. So we had a pretty good team. Me, another guy in my class, really good junior, uh, one class below me. So actually the sophomore class had about three or four guys. You score your top five. And so I think junior was more of like a, Hey, we've got the talent. Let's see how good and how far we can go. Junior year, my junior year was really fun because you started to finally see the my my coach's time and effort paying off. Not for him, but also for us. It was just fun. And you could tell by the types of workouts we were doing, not in, individually, but now some of it, we're starting to do it together. Even Even some of the guys were jumping into my workouts, maybe not going as many reps or as far, but the fact that they're still jumping in with me at that pace – or that distance was very cool. Um, you, did you feel take, like you were the leader of that team at that point, being yes. a junior? Yeah. I felt like I was the leader of the team as a freshman, mm. my freshman year. And nothing against our senior captain, Brad. Loved, loved him and will not take away anything he's had. But that's sports. I mean, whoever is executing or your top mark, I mean, you've got the respect. It is what it is. So I, I had that my freshman year. So now when we're at our junior year, I was named captain. We had a decent incoming freshman class too. So I would say, you know, you only score top five, but I think we had a solid seven, at, at least for Wisconsin Lutheran running compared to what we'd, we'd ever done. Yeah. For me to come into that program in 2002 where we hadn't done anything to my – then my senior year, we missed – so I, th- I think the top two teams get, get trophies, uh, first and second. We missed second place by three points to Kenosha Tremper. Three points after not having ever been to the state championship three years prior. I made it as an individual my freshman year. I don't know about that one. Well, basically, to go from nothing to getting third place in the state. And at that time, we raised Division One. Yeah. And also at that time... We were, I think, the fifth smallest Division One school in the state. Wow. 
a, a parochial school. We only had 800 students. Like my graduating class had 100, 118. Wow. Something like that. How many were on so, the, were on the team? We had, let's say about 20 guys. Wow. Which was a change from my freshman year too. Which and and I I didn't realize this, but my coach has given me a lot of credit for bringing and putting Wisconsin Lutheran cross country on the map. He's like, the guys, the amount of guys that we're getting now is it started because we were having success with you, ah. and and we made it fun, you know, yeah. we recruited people. So yeah, I think that senior year, I think we had about twenty to maybe a little, as yeah, like seventeen to twenty three guys, probably somewhere in there. You know, seven to eight guys run varsity, and then every, everyone else is, you know, either like a flex or or JV, but pushing the pushing the last guy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, in two thousand five and two thousand six, you as a team won state titles, correct? No. Okay. No, 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 no. We we just we made state. In 2005, I think, for the first time ever in program history. But as an individual, you won a state championship in 2005, right? Can you tell me about the state championships? No. You won individually. Look at that. track and field. I I never won in cross country. I got you. I I missed by 0.8 seconds my freshman year. This is... Gentlemen that you have run against, my understanding doing some history is there's kind of a rival per se that you were kind of going back and forth with. Can you maybe speak to that rivalry, who this individual is, and the story there, man? What a seriously, I, I feel so grateful to have had a competitor during my time. His name is Andrew Perkins, ran out of Watertown in the same conference too. So I, it's not like, you know, you saw him once or twice a year during championship time. I saw him in cross country, indoor track, outdoor track. He was two years younger than me. I think he was about the age of a year younger than me, but still two grades younger than me came in and um, man, I, I, I won, I won the conference meet my sophomore year. I didn't win my junior year, senior year. Andrew wow. Perkins comes in. I'm a junior. He wins cross country conference his freshman and sophomore year. My junior and senior year. Did he have Great the competitor. same? Did he have the same confidence and swagger as you did when you were a freshman and sophomore? And now you're a junior, and you I see. Can't, <laughs> I can't speak to that. I can't speak to that. And not because I don't want to get in trouble. I just I didn't know. I didn't know him like that, you know. Right. I just knew of him. I, maybe not freshman year. Maybe maybe sophomore year, but I don't even blame him because you got to come in with that confidence like this is my course or this is my track. So I don't hold – you know, if he came in with that, I didn't feel it. Definitely a cool spot to be in. Definitely made me better because, you know, on the back end, if, if you're winning conference meets at, at a young young age or you're – probably very easy to kind of cakewalk that stuff in but if you know that there's another guy in your conference that's got your number that's going to cause you to to train harder yeah. and and then it just trickles down it it you know makes your teammates better but no i i'm grateful for him two cool years of competition speedster 
got a kick like crazy, man. Where did he end up going to college? University of Northern Iowa, UNI. And did he, he did, did he run like a, did he run in college? I don't know about cross country. I believe he did more like the the half mile, like the eight hundred meter. I appreciate you walking us through, you know, junior and senior year, and I want to want to kind of pivot towards that moment when you realize that, Hey, I can do this in college. And I know that Wisconsin is where you ended up. Were there any other schools that you were looking at or did you want to kind of continue the legacy of, of your coach and, you know, being a Wisconsin native? I mean, this is sounded like home from the get go for you. Yeah. So senior year, I, on the mile and two mile. What were your times? State, if you don't mind sharing to the listeners. Was it a 411 um, in the 1600? I do, I, PRs for the 1600 were 411. And then the 3200, I had a, a 909. 909. Yeah. 909. So, yeah. Wow. 411.8 and 909.8, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, you win the state championship. I ended up being uh, nominated or awarded by the Wisconsin uh, Track Coaches Association as the 2006 Male Track Athlete of the Year. You know, have multiple record holders. But to go to to Wisconsin, yes. So I, I was recruited by Iowa State, the Naval Academy, Air Force Academy, Wisconsin, and talked to some other, other colleges. Kind of considered the Naval Academy and military and Air Force Academy. My dad was in the military to be recruited by establishments like that is really cool. Maybe I would consider the Naval Academy again, just college career played out, but I am so grateful to have been a Badger and and you're totally right. My coach ended up being a Badger and winning a national championship there, but he ended up, he was the roommate of Jerry Schumacher, who was the head coach of the Badgers at the time. So, yeah, wow. Uh, you know, I, I had that affiliation. And, um, no, I, I, I always wanted to be a Badger deep down. Your home state, your family can watch you, you know, drive 70 minutes west. Yeah, I considered going out of state a little bit, but family's important. Yes. I love the Badgers. Yeah, I decided, what did LeBron say? I've decided to take. I've decided take to my take talents. My talents to, <laughs> take my talents to the the shores of Madison or the beach of Madison. Yeah. So listen, I. It is unbelievable what you did as far as your accolades and running, but as I've gotten to know you, David, one thing that I am really taken back by, and what resonates with me the most about you is your perseverance and and grit. And I know that you mentioned that you had a lot of confidence in running and achieved a tremendous amount of success, but talking about your education, I know that, you know, things didn't go as planned while you were in college. You really had an opportunity to step away from academics and just get into the real world. And all of a sudden you came back and, ended up getting your degree. Can you maybe speak a little bit to the listeners about, and you described it as grit out of all you did as a runner. How did that equate to you being able to find the grit to finish your degree? 
Yeah. The year I was recruited by the Badgers uh, in 2006, they won the NCAA Division One National Championship. So they were the Alabama football, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. Like, they were the team. So the fact that I was even being recruited, uh, let alone my own home state, that's awesome. Um, with that, I, I went to college with probably the wrong motives. I was like, look, I can compete at this high level and, you know, I get a Big Ten education. That's just, you know, an added bonus on top. Um, unfortunately, you know, I didn't go into school with the right focus. Um, maybe probably running-wise, definitely academic-wise. So, yeah, I, I had to drop out. I was out of school for probably two and a half years. Learned a lot during that time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, moved back in with the parents and, oh, man, I'll say it. I was a, I, I worked at Blockbuster for like <laughs> nine months and then a, a metal, yeah, that doesn't even exist anymore, and then a, a metal fabrication shop. So, like, working on the shop floor, like, soaking up that yeah. the shop dust and, and everything. You know, I've been with my now wife this whole time, and, you know, you want to be, be more and be better for your significant other. So, yeah, I, wrong, I wouldn't say wrong reasons, but just, you know, I didn't focus on education that much, so I had to drop out, move back home, and, yeah, you learn a lot about yourself because you envision yourself competitor or this, whatever that is, and when that's taken away, it's right. kind of like, well, what are you? Like, who are you? Right. I decided to, you got change your mindset and, and be better for those around you. So, yeah, I was out of school for two and a half years. Ended up getting stuff. Long story short, I finished years. I graduated from UW while commuting. I did not live in Madison, so I commuted from Milwaukee to Madison about 70 minutes each way. Got it done. Yeah. And not only that, the, the year I graduated, 2015, in sociology – at the time, UW-Wisconsin's sociology department was ranked number one in the nation. I, I think tied for first with UC Berkeley and Harvard. So to graduate wow. from a, you know, get your bachelor's from an established university where the program that you graduated in is ranked number one in the nation is very cool. So, yeah, it, it's weird to go from runner mindset mentality like embodying that persona or livelihood if you will to whatever pride you got left go yeah. moving back home working at blockbuster living with mom uh and your little brother to then finishing your last two years while commuting at you know with a degree from that's the best in the nation and, and you know i used to chalk it up like oh sociology is kind of a a frou-frou degree <laughs> Some may even still say hey, mine, case, but... mine was, mine was recreation and leadership studies. So if you want to have a, a pound for pound battle yes. on, on frou-frou degrees, I'm, I'm right there with you. And... Hey, you <laughs> might have to take, I might have to give you that because <laughs> sociology, it's lending itself yes, pretty well here yes. in 2023. Right. Understanding how, how groups of people act and behave. Yeah. It's it's lending itself very well. So no, yeah, we're good now. So I know you mentioned your your wife. Part of 
the training session that we got to be in with the company we were working for, being able to have that exercise where we're tasked to share a memorable story. And I just remember the story of, of how you met your wife and the Abercrombie, oh, Abercrombie and Fitch days and being able to... <laughs> Being able to to walk down memory lane and, and hear that story, you know, I, I would just, I would love to hear how, you know, as you mentioned, you, you got this, this runner's mindset, you have your accolades and success, you go to the education piece, you know, you, you had to make some transitions and adjustments of which then eventually led you back and through grit, yeah. you graduate. But the whole time you got, you got this girl by your side that, that ends up this kind lady being who's willing to give me some attention. Yes. Being, being your <laughs> wife. Can you, can you kind of speak to how she supported you through your, your built to be journey? And what did that mean to you to, to have that support during those times? Yeah. I wouldn't be where I'm at without her. And I'm just thankful that she's got a spine to even say something like this, but she said, I want more for you and I want more for me. Mm. You need to finish your degree. Mm. She's like, I don't care if that's from Madison or you go to UWM or wherever, but like, she's like, you're too close. Like you put in too much work to, to not. And so we started dating middle of the year of 2007. So when we're talking, we fast forwarded here till 2012 mid 2012, maybe late 2012. Cause I went back to school in 2013. So yeah, it was because of her mm. and I, I owe it to her. And, um, yeah, I mean now fast forward, we've been together for coming up on 16 years, married for coming up on six. Wow. We've got two kind, healthy, energetic boys. What's harder being beat, being beat out by 0.8 seconds in a Ooh. race or to, to clean a diaper? 0.8 seconds. I'll clean diapers <laughs> all day, man. That ain't nothing. The dude had a fro, too. I still don't know his name, but he had this white dude had the biggest fro. And I think he was a senior, too. So what are you doing picking on a little freshman like that? Man. I'll clean diapers any day. Get, just let me get to stay my freshman year just to see what I could do, man. I'll, I'll clean blowouts. Let's go. I want that race back. That's right. Nah, the support of your wife, hear that. I mean, it just, it resonates obviously with, with me as well. I'm 12 years into marriage and wife has, you know, pushed me to do things that I never thought I would do. And even though I accomplished a lot as an athlete and did not do it alone has been a huge blessing. So to hear. You can't. You can't even put a price on it or words like to yeah. have someone that's in your corner, truly has your back, loves you, wants to see you succeed, not for their own benefit, but for you. And yes, it may trickle down to them. Like if you've got that true teammate, it's like, you can't put it's priceless. You can't and the help and, and everything that comes from that is amazing. I'm just grateful that women that are God fearing and willing to be in our lives, right. And put up with us. Right. It's a miracle in and of itself. <laughs> right. And and listen, I mean, it's, it's also led to, you know, you've had tremendous success in, in business and learning how to, to navigate people and decision-making and, and helping build business. 
I'm super proud of you for that. But I want to finish today with going back to 2022. Okay. And, you know, this accomplishment that you had as being inducted into the Wisconsin High School Hall of Fame in 2022. And I get a little choked up saying that because of what I know about you. And, and even in this conversation, I'm learning, you know, some new things that I didn't know, but knowing your heart and as you mentioned, how important family is, right? Can you tell the listeners what it meant to you to receive that award and just what was going through your mind is, as we talked about, it's, it's not about the, the accolade. It's not about the, you know, the moment on the mountaintop. When you go back to receiving that award last year, what about that moment made you think about the process? You know, what, what was going through your mind at that point? I think despite holding multiple records, being a two-time state champ, being named the athlete of the year, also named for the Hall of Fame for my high school's cross-country team, but the track the track Hall of Fame, what you're talking about, I mean, that's that's at the state level. The Wisconsin Track Coaches Association nominated me. It's a little weird because I feel like, you know, it's almost half my life ago. You know, I'm not at a competitive level. You know, I'm not getting out there. So it's a little, obviously, it's cool to receive. But after, you know, going through the nomination process, being at the event and really seeing my coach and his wife, Mm. that's what made it important for me. I view my induction into the track, uh, Wisconsin track hall of fame more as a win for Wisconsin Lutheran and more specifically my coach. I think he poured time away from his own family because he has three boys as well, a little bit younger than me and a wife. Um, his time, energy in, you know, coming up with race plans or actually, you know, staying after with me because my, because my practice went longer or whatever the, just all the energy, time, attention, passion, whatever you have as a coach, whatever he felt, I feel like it was just, it was more of an award for him. Like, yes, my name's on it, but, like, dude, I wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for him. And I made sure to let him know during my thank you speech. Forget it. I literally said at the podium, I said, Coach, we did it, or we made it. Because ah. it's not me. And it's not really even a me and him thing. It's it's me, him, and God. Because I, ah. what kind of young man is going up, and not in an arrogant way, but talking to a future coach saying, hey, I'm, ex- I'm excited for cross country. At the age of 13? And to see that come full, what was that? Twenty, what was it? Over twenty years from yep. the time where I said, "Coach, I can't wait for cross country season," to the point where he's sitting at a, the front table when I'm receiving a Hall of Fame induction. Yes, my name's on it, but it's not about me. I'm just super glad and happy that my coach has tangible something. If it helps him feel more fulfilled, or and me and him have a great relationship as it is, and I don't think he's much of like a trophy stacker type thing. I I think he's been coaching for over 30 years, 25 years. 
to have one of have one of your students or athletes not only com- coach them to compete at that high level, but to also achieve and be recognized. I was the most happy for him. I, I really was. That's awesome. I, I babysat for his kids. Like, so I, it was more of like, a, am grateful this happened so that it could honor him in his time and also bring honor to Wisconsin Luther. As for me, like, like I said, yes, it's nice to receive, but it was half my life ago. I don't compete now. I felt a little bit disassociated from it. I hope it meant a lot to my coach and that it brought, and not that he even needed it, but I hope that just added to him. And I'm sure that that was the coolest part about the hall of fame. I'm sure that it did. And, you know, being, being a coach myself, the best recognition is not a compensation. It's the thing. It's the thank you cards. It's the wedding invites. It's the, he was at my wedding. Exactly. I he mean, was there. Being able to. And he's still around. Yeah, and that's that's awesome. And, you know, I think what I'd like to do to, to finish today is you've shared quite the journey, David, and I think you know, running Thank was you. a, a small piece of it. It was one that you were heavily accoladed for and was a part of your life. Yeah. But my last question, yeah, exactly. And that's my last question for you is what you did was a long time ago and you've seen today's youth and you know, the times in 2023, if you had an opportunity, (laughs) these kids are fast, listen, I used to, I used to have, I may still be in the top 20. I used to have like the 15th or 16th fastest mile and two mile in Wisconsin history. And I don't think I'm, I think I'm in the top 20 anymore. Okay. Let's say, let's say it's your 16 year old self. All right. You're you're sitting down, you're sitting down at a, at a coffee shop with 16 year old David Petty, knowing what you know now, what is the pitch or advice you would give a 16 year old knowing what you know? Yeah. I will say be humble in whatever you do. I mean, I, I probably attribute that to running, but I mean, that comes in career as well. No one likes to work with someone that's arrogant or, you know, braggadocious or like me, me, me. Even if you have success, probably not by your own doing, you got a team that supports you or, you know, so I guess try and take a step out of the box and view the bigger picture or maybe view life like there is no box and just try and see, you know, it's hard to learn the lessons and and get the whole scope when you're in it. But if I could tell my 16 year old self, like take a second, it's not about you. Yeah. Look at the bigger picture. Think long term. Think about how you can serve others or help others along the way, because everyone naturally is going to take care of themselves with whatever actions you take, if you can help people along the way, that's where you win. And you, you've nailed it. We've talked about ac- my accolades and running, going back to school, the family I have, you know, work. It, it's just, it's about people. Oh. And if you can help people, help people, <laughs> what, whatever that means. Like if it's encouragement, if it's, you know, monetarily, if yeah. it's, you know, curbing someone, maybe we need some more real talk. Maybe it's like yep. 
not even calling someone out to call someone out, but to call someone out to accountability. Yeah. I struggle with because, you know, I got a three and a half and a one and a half year old, you know, two sons and a wife. So I'm trying to tend my own fields, but you know, at the same time we're called to, you know, help others and those around us. And so yes, one word, tell my 16 year old self selflessness, beautiful selflessness. When you're younger, very hard to do. I, cause it's just, everything's changing. You know, you're just worried about trying to understand you, how to navigate the world and all that. But in my younger self, get into helping other people as much or wherever you can. And that doesn't have to be money. That could be just, you don't even have to do anything other than listen. Sometimes it's just listening. Sometimes it's listening and offering solutions. Sometimes it's, or it's your time or your, be open to the opportunities when they, present themselves to be selfless. Uh, it's awesome. And I know that you're just like me, selflessness, selflessness. And I can't thank you enough right. for joining me on the BTB project. That's the mission. Thanks for having me. For what I'm doing, for what we're doing. And there are so many people that are going to be inspired by just who you are accolades aside, but more importantly, who you are as a person. So I'm proud of you and listeners. uh, This is again, just more and more influencers and folks that I've come across in my life that are going to continue to encourage you and to inspire you. I know that you found this uh, impactful Impossible's nothing. Let's do this together. I'll be looking forward to the next one.